is going on, my friends? Welcome back to another episode of the Leverage University podcast. I appreciate you so much for just listening to that previous episode in the direction that we're going. It sounds a little bit different, but hopefully uh, that leverage word is just sticking with you to where we can move our personal lives forward, our business lives, and ultimately our financial life forward so we can have an upper hand on life and everything that we're doing. All right. So in today's episode, let's just jump right into it. I, I've got my previous listeners. I've got someone said, Okay, you're listening to someone said, Brian, it sounds like you're giving the church announcements, man. Um, Every time you introduce the podcast, I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing, but I never want to. uh, Hold on. I'm not even going to apologize for that. I want to shout out my new listeners and my returning listeners. If you want to check down the show notes of what we got and check out our previous episodes and our other guests on this podcast, uh, we've had some amazing people that have jumped on here. So go back, peruse. Uh, let me know what you think. Give some comments, share it out, tag us. Um, if you're listening, screenshot uh, the platform that you're listening on and go ahead and share on your social medias, whether it be your Twitters, your Facebooks, your Instagrams, your LinkedIn's, whatever you have. Uh, if you're inside of our Discord, we have a new launch Discord that's down below in the show notes. We'd love for you to join the community. Uh, we've got amazing people in there just chatting it up about all different types of topics. And, and it's a really new, cool platform if you're not too familiar. I know some of you are, you know, you're like another app. I'm telling you, I've converted a lot of people. OK, I've converted a lot of people and saying, man, this is awesome. This is better than Facebook groups. This is better than uh, having just a WhatsApp connect or a, a Telegram chat uh, or even a group chat. This can be used not only in business, but for your organizations, for your nonprofits, for your friend groups, um, because now you can segment different channels into different topics that you may want to discuss. And it stays organized. Right. So. That being said, let's jump into today's episode, and um, I, I feel like this one is going to be a, a solid one because it is probably the most um, in the world of business, in the world of finance, in the world of entrepreneurship uh, over the last year uh, post-pandemic, and we're still you know in a pandemic, but post-pandemic, we're coming on the other side of it, okay? So a lot of these questions are being asked now. Because number one, you, you listened to uh, our episode um, two episodes ago talking about this great resignation and entrepreneurship being highly looked at now, business ownership. But now what people are searching and Googling and trying to figure out is how, do in, the, how in the world do I build business credit? How in the world do I look at getting financial resources for this idea that I'm trying to create? Or... I'm trying to get resources for this idea that I've had for a while, maybe it'd be five years, 10 years, 20 years, and you've never leveraged other people's money, okay? Leveraged OPM. So we're gonna talk about it today. And I, I titled it this about thinking slightly differently about it because most of us, you can Google how to build business credit or you can YouTube University it all day long. And what you will find are typically maybe a five, six, seven step process about building business credit. And it will sound something like this. So let me know if it sounds like this. You build your foundation, meaning you set up the structure of your business. You you have an idea. You have a business plan, which is normal, right? Then you register your business. You get your LLC. You get your S Corp. You get your C Corp. You get your establishment. I like to call it birthing the baby. Okay, you are coming out. You birth a business baby. 
Then what do you do? Step three is always get your DUNS number. Okay, get your DUNS number. And if you're not too familiar with what that is, it's Dun and Bradstreet. Okay, so there are three business bureaus, three main business bureaus. Okay, Dun and Bradstreet, Experian Business, Equifax Business. Okay, those are the three main, and there's some others that are uh, present as well. Okay, and then you start adding trade lines. So you get accounts that report to these bureaus. Okay, so typically for my people that are privy to this, that have looked up this and you're following along, you start setting up accounts like Uline, Office Depot, Home Depot, Lowe's, Granger, Quill, PayPal. All of these trade lines are simply accounts. Okay, just like on your personal credit report that we talked about. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to that. It simply mirrors. So when you turn 18 on your personal side, you may have nothing on there, but then you may get a credit card. That's a trade line. Then you may get a vehicle. That's a trade line. Then you may get a student loan. That's a trade line. So you start adding on these things. So it's the same thing with the business side. You birth a business baby. Okay. You're technically 18 years old. You have nothing on there and you start adding accounts. And these accounts look slightly different because they're typically going to be accounts that are related to business, right? So you've heard all those accounts are typically office supply stores or supply stores or uh, home renovation stores to where or home improvement that you can actually get the account reported on your business credit profile. All right. Making sense thus far. All right. Now, what do you do? Then it says, well, Now that you get these accounts reported and you got your business registered, wait six months and then you can apply for a business credit card. Pay that on time, wait another couple of months, and then you just monitor and start getting these accounts and then you can go apply for a line of credit. And then you can go apply for a loan. Sound familiar to most? If it doesn't, if it's new altogether, you might be saying, Brian, I didn't even look this up. This is new. Well, let me tell you, what this sounds like. This is the main blueprint that most people are reading and following. And I titled this episode around thinking differently around building business credit because this is playing checkers. Okay, this is playing checkers. I do step one and then I do step two and then I do step three and then I do step four. You're moving pieces in a, in a blueprinted fashion. Well, Brian, what should we be doing? We should be playing chess. Okay. That means we're responding to the moves that we're making. So here's option two, what it would sound like. And the reason I can say this, let me give you background. The reason I can say this is business credit. Okay. From financial institutions, And their lending products have changed over the last couple of years after going through the pandemic during 2020. They have even changed over the last five years and have changed over the last decade because there are new products out. Some of these credit cards, these business credit cards weren't even on the market in the last five years. So things have to change. 
So that means the way that we're doing things have to change. Okay. And the reason why I'm so passionate about this, this episode and this topic when I'm explaining to people is because you, you hear TikToks and you hear YouTube University and you hear these buzzwords, five steps to building business credit. And you know what I hear when people come into the leverage mentorship or jump into our discord or I talk to my high level one on one clients about we're building their 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 business. And then they're like, well, I need finances, Brian, to scale. And then I look at their situation and I'm like, we're not getting any business credit. They're like, what do you mean? I've had this business for three, four years. I've been doing the steps. I'm like, it, it doesn't work that way. So let's jump into a different way of thinking. Okay. I never like to tell people that this is what you should be doing. If anyone is telling you do X, do Y, then do Z, and then come back to me, please take a second thought and breathe and ask some questions because there's never one right way of doing something. The GPS, you plug in your address and it gives you five different directions and different routes. Same thing with this. We can get to the same destination, but in various ways. And not one way is going to work for you, your business, your situation. Okay? So let's let's run through the steps. And, and if you're taking notes, I want you to write down those. The, the option one. This is the option that has been in the blueprint for years. Build your foundation. Register your business. Get a Dunn's number. Get trade lines or accounts that report. Open a business credit card. Wait six months. Pay on time. Monitor your business credit. And then the world just magically opens up. Okay, so that's option one. That's, that's the blueprint that's, that's out there on all the blogs, all the YouTube universities, all these things. Now option two. Okay, option two is playing chess with this. Okay, so what should be step number one? Step number one is always making sure, again, having the firm foundation planted. So that doesn't change. We want to make sure that you understand what you're creating. It's not just getting funding. That's a trigger word. It's not just getting money. It's not just getting business credit cards just to have business credit cards and then figuring out what you're doing. What are you building? What community are you building? What product or service is going to change someone else's life or situation? Make it better, make it more efficient, make it easier. Is it knowledge? Meaning you have a service-based business? Are they gonna to get to their result faster? Is it a product? Is it a brick and mortar? Is it real estate? Is it vehicles? I'm not sure what your situation is, but you gotta have that down pat first. So what is it that you're building? Having a client journey, having a customer journey, where are you taking them? What is their pain? How are you going to lead them to pleasure? All these are, are premises that are skipped over because people just want to get to the bag or the money. But they're not, they're not uh, foundationally sound in their business acumen. Okay, I teach my clients very, very, very strongly about building their business acumen. Because when you have that and you have money, oh man, game over, game over. Because now there's no more barriers. You have clients, you have potential clients, you have a product or service, you have people in your ecosystem that desire what you have. If you go back to listen to that episode, AIDA, A-I-D-A, attention or awareness, interest, desire. 
And now you've got people that want to take action and all you need is more resources. You need more products. You need maybe coaching. You need maybe consulting. You need other things to get more so it can serve the people that are waiting on you. Okay. So step one, again, foundation. Step two, we need to register your business, right? We need to birth that business baby. So that step doesn't change. Okay. Register your business. Now on this step, People get hung up because they're like, well, do I develop an LLC? Do I develop an S-Corp? Do I develop a C-Corp? Or should I just stay as a sole proprietor? Can I just get my employee identification number, my EIN from the IRS? And can I just stay as a sole proprietor? Okay. Number one, I will tell people this question is, is a tax question. Okay. The structure of your business is how you're taxed. Okay. But if someone needed to start somewhere, what would be my recommendation? My recommendation will be to get an EIN number, okay, an employee identification number, which you can get in five minutes on the IRS, and then setting up an LLC, okay? Now, if I have my high-level thought leaders on here, you might be saying, well, I heard S-Corp was better. I heard C-Corp was better. Well, you can move up the chain. So if someone develops an LLC and they're just getting started, well, you can always be taxed as an S-Corp with your CPA. Your CPA might say, hey, we need to be taxed as an S-Corp this year to give you more tax benefits. Or, hey, we're about to go into tax season. We may need to switch into an S-Corp before you file. So you can always move up the ladder. Okay. So this is more of a tax question. I'm not going to get into the logistics of that. But if someone had to start somewhere, I'm always recommending people to at least have an LLC. Well, Brian, can I just go from sole proprietor to LLC or S-Corp? Not necessarily. Because the EIN number has to be changed into the structure. So now if you're a sole proprietor, all those years that you've had yourself as a sole proprietor, you're essentially having to start over. Because the EIN number will not transfer over into the S-Corp, C-Corp, LLC, right? So that's why it's important to set at least minimally an LLC up and you can always be taxed as an S-Corp or switch into an S-Corp or C-Corp as your business grows, okay? So I'm not going to go into that. That's not what this particular episode is about. Then what should you do, okay? The next step should be to go ahead and get your DUNS number, okay? That's fine. Get your Dun and Bradstreet registered, meaning register yourself with the top business bureau, okay? Get yourself in the system. Get yourself registered. That's perfectly fine, okay? Now, this is where it, it shifts slightly. Depending on your business, step four needs to be checking your personal credit. Oh, Brian, no, 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 I didn't know you're going to say that. Like, why? This makes no sense. Why should I be checking my personal credit? I thought it was completely separate. Well, you remember when I told you at the beginning of this episode, things have changed? Well, think about it from the lender's perspective. If, if you were to borrow from Brian and Brian says, okay, let me ask you a few questions. What's your business? What do you need it for? And you say, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And you keep saying, I don't know. I just need it. I'm going to figure it out later. I have a little hesitancy about that. 
That's what's happening with lenders is before they used to throw things and say, hey, get started. Like, that's perfectly fine. We want to help small business owners. And what people what the lenders found out is that the business owners didn't have business acumen and they were just throwing shots out. Meaning they were just throwing, throw, throwing lures out into the water and seeing if they would have a catch. And what does that sound like now? The business owner that used to do that only did that because they realized that they didn't have to pay that money back. They were not responsible for it. That lost the banks or the institutions a lot of money. Now they're saying, well, we tried that method. No longer. If you are a new business owner, even if you are a business owner that's been in business for a while, and you are not making close to three to four million dollars gross annual sales. If you don't have money to show, if you don't have receipts, if you don't have returns, if you can't show the growth progression of the business, then your personal credit is going to be looked at, whether it be soft pull, meaning a soft inquiry that doesn't show up on your personal credit report or a hard inquiry. They are looking now. This is why this step is so important for business owners to understand because they skip over this and then they just get accounts reported. And then here's how it sounds. Well, Brian, I got the accounts reported. Okay, I'm mirroring, I'm taking notes. I got step four accounts reported. I'm getting a Uline account. I'm getting a PayPal account, I'm getting all these accounts reported. I'm spending some money with them and they're reporting positive payment history. And I now have a Dunn's number and I have my Paydex score and my business credit score. Why am I getting denied for these products? Here's why. It's because the institutions or the lenders that have the products that you want, meaning the business credit card, the line of credit, the loan for your business, they are no longer just simply relying on your business credit score or profile. It's important that you understand this. Okay, so you, the reason I'm speaking in this pace is because I really want you to get it. Okay, so we got step one, building your foundation. We got step two, registering your business. We got step three, getting your DUNS number. Now, step four should be what is your personal credit score? What does your personal credit profile look like? Okay, that should be step four. You want to know what you have. You are the business owner. They are going to be looking regardless whether it be a soft inquiry or hard inquiry. And there's ways to work around this. So for my people that are maybe challenging me on this, which I love to get challenged on this. Yes, there are always workarounds, but high level funding, top tiered business institutions, tier one banks, tier two credit unions. They are looking at your personal credit report and the terms are going to be so much better. The rewards, the benefits are going to be so much better. Okay. So this is a basics episode. I can go so much deeper. Okay. So after that, we've got step five. If your personal credit is in good standing, meaning what do I mean by good standing? Ideally above 680, more specifically above 700, no derogatories with top, at least two top tier, tier one or tier two, personal credit cards on your personal profile. Okay. That's what that means. Above 680, ideally above 700, no derogatories or minimal derogatories. If you have derogatories on your profile, 
this is a disclaimer. I'm not saying to go apply for anything. Please consult. And if it's with me, there's links down below in the show notes. Okay? That being said, you can apply for a business credit card same day you open up your business. There's no more waiting. There's no more waiting six months. There's, there's no having to add trade lines onto your personal, I mean, your business credit profile. You can skip those steps and come back to the steps. So this is where the chess comes in, is that we can apply for a business credit card same day that you get and birth your baby, if you have these things in place. You know how I can speak to that? Because I've, I've developed a business, one of my businesses that I use as a case study last year, and I had no trade lines. My clients have done it for their additional businesses. People have been waiting and waiting and waiting. No longer. Because if we can get the resources faster, then we can start serving your people, your customers, your clients faster. Because now you have the resource or the tool to use responsibly. And we can come back and we say, maybe we add one to two trade lines. Maybe we develop different business bank accounts and we move forward from there. So now we're playing chess with this. Okay. If your personal credit is not in good standing and you may be in restoration stage or you're uh, still kind of maybe adding a couple of personal credit cards on your personal profile, getting that status up a little bit, then yes, maybe adding one to two trade lines would be beneficial immediately. Okay. And now we are in the game. Now we can move forward with utilizing these products responsibly. So again, we've got option one, which is building your foundation, register your business, get your DUNS number, get the accounts or the trade lines reported, get the, and if you are familiar with that term, that will be the step where net 30s are involved. Okay, so get the counts, get the net 30s, get the trade lines, that's step four. Open a business credit card. Wait about six months or so. Pay that on time. And now you're, you're quote unquote building business credit. Okay. That's the traditional blueprint that you see in the marketplace. Option two is playing chess, building your foundation, understanding your customer, understanding your journey, understanding what your product or service is, registering your business, whether it be S Corp, C Corp, LLC, getting with a tax professional, seeing what the best is for you. Step three, getting your DUNS number. That's perfectly fine. Okay. Step four, checking your personal credit. What is it? If it's in a good standing, if it's in a great standing, if it's an excellent standing, and you're like, I thought I had to build something separate. You can get a business credit card same day today if it's in the right order. Okay. Then we can come back. And we can say, we can add the trade lines, we can add the net 30s, we can build out your profile, maybe we add different accounts, maybe we add an installment loan, maybe we add an auto loan to your business credit profile. If you're in real estate, you can start putting your, um, your properties on your business credit profile. These are the things that you're playing chess with right in the middle. And now, what do we do? We then pay those on time, using those accounts responsibly, and now we're moving the needle forward. Okay? So... Hopefully this episode was valuable to you. This was a basics episode. This is not the end all uh, about how this works, but I want this episode to be a, a pillar, a starting point for everyone to understand whether it's your beginning stage, middle stage, or end stage, okay? Of how this works from a very simplistic standpoint, okay? 
Banking relationships are a whole nother topic about how to establish banking relationships, how to get into lines of credited loans, how to fuel these relationships to get higher limits, higher lines of credit, more funding, better terms, all these things. Hopefully this episode was valuable to you. Please screenshot it, share it out. Let me know your thoughts. I'd love to have a conversation. If you need any other resources, they will be down below. I do have different calls that you can book. Um, I'd love to see you inside of my mentorship. Please, if you just want to take the next step, join our Discord, right? Just join our Discord. You enter your email address uh, there and you'll be directly uh, sent over to our Discord community and you can ask these questions. We can have conversations around the information that you just heard. All right. Peace, love and blessings to you all. Have a wonderful, wonderful day wherever you are in the world and I'll see you in the next episode.